bad pun alert. <clears throat> Wise men say only fools rush in, but I can't help finishing this pun before you click off this episode out of annoyance. It really isn't a random history episode without me singing, isn't it? Anyways, if you don't know me, I'm not the biggest war fan and feel like in terms of history, military history is mm, um, a bit overrated. But if there is one war that I'm absolutely enthralled by, it would be the Winter War. Everything about the Winter War is so absurd and almost nonsensical that there is absolutely no war like it. Funny story, during summer camp I met this dude who was a huge fan of history and you know how in summer camp you have to write like everyone else farewell letters on the last day? Well, in my letter I basically told him he was a nice dude and I hoped to see him again before writing a full-on essay about everything I found interesting about the Winter War. Needless to say, I think that dude was a bit freaked out, but mm, okay. Oh, and this next section takes a bit from that list. Here's an interesting list of happenings in the Winter War. There was a casualty rate of almost 1 to 10 Finns to Soviets. The Finns were masters at guerrilla warfare and sniping, with Finnish sniper Simo Haeha gaining a record kill count of 505. The Finns were also very crafty, jamming logs into Soviet tanks and fighting on skis. They also invented the Molotov cocktail, a petrol-filled bottle that works as a grenade. The name was to mock the Molotov-Ribbentrop pack. Also, um, Christopher Lee, Saruman, you know, the guy from Lord of the Rings, volunteered to fight for the Finnish, and, oh, as the title suggests, the Sekirarvin Polka was used to blow shit up. Yeah guys, I'm officially a cool kid, I swore. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I guess what I'm trying to say really made this war so unique was that you probably know the famed might of the Soviet military, right? And in this case, it was no different. They were superior in all aspects. Soldiers, aircraft, tanks. Yet, as the statistics show, the Finns put up a more than decent fight. And for a small nation to hold out so well against a larger nation, well, that truly isn't something you often see in history. Yeah, I admit, I guess I'm a simp for the Finnish military. Anyways, oh, and before we cue the music, I'd like to inform you that actually, the Sekirarvin Polka wasn't used during the Winter War, but the Continuation War, or the Second Soviet-Finnish War, which happened right after the Winter War. Now cue the music. 
background history. In 1939, Stalin was like, um, hey Finland, you're a bit too close to Leningrad. And if Nazis get you, well, say, how about I move your border back mm, 16 miles along the Karelian Isthmus to create a buffer around my Lulu Leningrad so the Nazis don't get my sweet new leggings. Oh, and also kindly hand over some islands and lease some territory on the Hanko Peninsula. We want a naval base. We'll give you some land in return. Please and thank you. But the Finns were like, red kinda sus though, and rejected the offer. Thus began the Winter War, spanning from November 30th to March 13th. You probably know the gist. Fighting, fighting, snow, forest, guns, pew, pew, exhaust forces. Ultimately, the Winter War would end in a stalemate with the Moscow Peace Treaty. This caused Finland to cede 11% of their territory to the USSR, including Karelia, which has the city of Vipori. Vyborg. It also demanded the lease of the Hanko Peninsula to the USSR for 30 years. Neither side was satisfied with this outcome. The Soviets continued to meddle in Finnish affairs, demanding the demilitarization of the Åland Islands, which it was not called for by the Peace of Moscow, control of the Petsamo nickel mines, and the expulsion of Vino Tanner from the Finnish government. More ominously, the Soviets demanded to send an unlimited number of troop trains through Finnish territory to the Soviet base at Hanko. Also around this time, the Soviets annexed the Baltic states, and Finland feared it would be next. So they teamed up with the Nazis on their grand invasion plan of the USSR. Thus, on June 25th, 1941, the continuation war began. This is where the Polk comes in. So I mentioned Karelia being the location of interest, right? So in Karelia, there's a city called Sekiradi, now Kondratyuba, the birthplace of the tomb Sekiradin Polka. In fact, it was where the original recording was made. Although it was first recorded by accordionist Vilio Vili Vesterinian, he reportedly learned it from an external source. The Sektiravin polka is in the Kumpa style, which is a very fast to be dance style, influenced by 1920s jazz revolution. During the war, the polka was very popular and associated with Finnish pride. One of the lines literally states, We may have lost Sekirarvi, but we still have the polka left. I mean, what a legend. Let's, can we give this guy a round of applause? Next to it. 
Yoko Hojimpalo, the father of the Finnish radio, received the device and after messing around with it, discovered that the radio line had three tuning forks in the receiver, which blew up when a certain three-note chord was played at 715kHz. The chord would cause the prongs to vibrate, which triggered the explosion. However, each mine had a unique chord combination. Thus, Yoko began his plan for jamming the mines, and because it has many chords and was fast-paced, which prevented the mines from going off, the Sikyarvin Polka was the perfect candidate. Thus, Operation Sekirarvi Polka, yes that's what it was called, began. A radio transmitter was mounted to a bus that was driven along the shores of Paplinlati with an antenna mast from the high voltage pole. The force of the aggregate provided electricity and air carried the mine cycle. Sorry if this sounds a bit confusing, I Google translated the article from Finnish to English so you probably know how that went. Soon the Soviets caught on to the Finns little trick, so they began changing the frequencies of the mines. But that was a huge flop, because the Finns just started blasting the song at different frequencies. Out of the thousand or so mines in the city, only 12 exploded. Altogether, the polka was played for five months on repeat over 1,500 times. So apart from the people that were driven crazy with the song stuck in their head, I'd say this operation was pretty successful. For his efforts, Yoko was promoted to major in engineering in 1942. He was awarded the Cross of Liberty VR4 and VR3 with his swords, the VR2 Medal of Merit, and the Winter War and Continuation War Commemorative Medals, and the Headquarters Memorial Cross. In conclusion, you can literally blast things with music. Yep, that's the moral of the story. Yay! Can I get some applause? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, the Sekirarvin Polka, along with the rest of the Winter War, has become a huge internet meme, and I recommend you check them out. Some of the memes are actually pretty funny. I'm just going to say this to pass time. Side story, during our summer camp trip, we were given the opportunity to choose songs for the car ride, and you all probably guessed what I chose, the Sikirarvin Polka. And what was so great was that a lot of people liked it and thought it was bop. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you all have a wonderful morning or evening. And yeah, bye.